0: Okay, so welcome to episode one of Johnny and Frankie on drums. And my name is John Simeone. This is my friend Frank Nostro. Say hi, Frank. Hello. Yes, we're in the studio, and we are doing our very first podcast on drumming and drummers. Mostly we're going to, I think, complain about music and drumming. If we can avoid it, we will. We will. Um but Frankie and I have been veteran drummers on Long Island for a long time. How many years are you, Frank, drumming? Oh,
1: my God. Let's see. How old am I? So How old are you, Frank? I'm going to be 65 65. On Saturday. On That's right.
0: Saturday. That's why Frank's sitting down, because he's <laughs> very old and he might break his hip. Yes. So how many years have you been playing?
1: I guess I started when I was like 16. 16? You know, well, started playing in clubs, you know, uh-huh. like actually professionally for money, right? Right, right, right. Uh, but, of course, I, I started... Getting into drums. right well before that, I think.
0: Right. Me too. I think sixteen was the no sixteen is when I started playing. Okay,
1: yeah. So, so you got into it before that though, right? I, I, I mean. Lessons, you mean? Well, yeah, just an
0: interest. In yeah, it, I think I, I think I did lessons when I was eleven or something. Okay, there but you I was go, definitely yeah. not. I was like a late bloomer with that. You know, I didn't really start hmm. lessons like all my friends started in fourth grade, nine years old. I started late. You know. I missed that bus, whatever.
1: And you had a, did you have a kit right away? or was No, it, no, like... no, no. I had a. I,
0: I had a like, I don't know how it was for you growing up, but when I was growing up, you didn't get a drum kit. 1970, you didn't get a drum kit. Yeah. You got a snare drum and a kick drum for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And then on your birthday, you got a hi-hat. And then on, you know, your communion, you got a cymbal. So by the time you were like 15, you had a drum set if you were good. Mm. That's mm. the way we didn't. We weren't gifted like full kits like that. You know, my yeah, parents. My parents not. didn't do that. They were like, right. you know, you're gonna. It's a, you know, it's a piecemeal thing that takes a million years to get. You right. Know? Right. So, um, so we're we're going to talk about today. Just I guess drumming in general. This is what Frank and I do. We drum and um, and we complain about drums sometimes and bands and stuff. So we're just gonna like. This is actually I think a good podcast for a, a young drummer who doesn't know what's happening who's trying to get out there and maybe hear about some stories you know we all have stories about gigs and stuff like that and maybe it's a a good also a good perspective for people who have never been in a band and want to know what it's like because we all we've been through that too right so you know being in a band is like being in just another dysfunctional family usually (laughs) right absolutely
1: very good analogy so you know we're
0: going to shed some light maybe and, and have some laughs also Frank Bort brought beer to this podcast just so you know. So if we see anything weird it's Frank's fault. Just so you know. I'll take the blame. All right. So, let's talk about um let's talk about um like so how did you actually start? What was your first gig?
1: Well, a pay- paying gig, you know. You know, mean, like yeah, when your first in cl- gig yeah. in a club, it was uh, I was in like like a sort of an Almond Brother. It wasn't a Allman Brothers cover band, but that we played so much mm-hmm. of their music that you could probably consider it. But that was all the way back in in the seventies, and uh, it was some local bar, and that's that's what we did. You right. know, right? Um, and uh, you know, there was. But how did they get you? How did they
0: hire you for that? How did they know you played drums? Oh,
1: well, these were other people from high school that I knew. Friend. Oh, just like local yeah. people who knew you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Right. And, um,
0: um, you want to hear my story?
1: Yes, I do. It's crazy. Yeah. Can I hear your story? Yeah. yeah. So
0: here's my story. It's like, you, you get this cause you're Italian. Okay. <laughs> right? So the way I started playing drums was, um, I was, this is a true story. I swear to God. We were going to a 4th of July picnic at my aunt's house. And my father said to me, we were dressed, it was 4th of July. It was summer. He said, put on a pair of shorts, uh, you know, everybody's dressed in shorts and tank tops. He said to me, put on long black pants and shoes and a shirt. And I didn't ask why. So now I show up at this picnic. Everybody's in bathing suits. And and, and, and there I am dressed for I don't know what. And then about an hour in, he says to me, all right, let's go. We're going to get in the car. He, me and him and his brother, my uncle, drive to the Narragansett Inn. I swear to God. We walk into a wedding. And it's Gus Gus Colletti's band is playing. Get out. Yep. And he had spoken to Gus, I guess he was friends with Gus or whatever, and I sat in. He said, You're gonna sit. He didn't even tell on the drive there, I didn't even know what was happening. We get there, he says, Are you gonna sit in? I had sticks. Yeah. I sat in, I played three songs, and that's how I got hired. (laughs) And then I had to stay in his stupid outfit, (laughs) drive back to West Babylon and and in his stupid I look like an idiot. Dressed for for a picnic, with shoes on, and I stayed, nobody even you know said good job or just like nope that was your audition. Yeah. We think we did okay, yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's how I got hired. How
1: about that? yeah. Do you believe that? Yeah, no, I do believe it. Yeah, it's a, it's a good it's a uh, you're you're already obviously skilled though to uh, actually do to go in and aud- obviously. Well, I, I right? guess I mean, so. It wasn't like the beginning of your. I, yeah, yeah, I and mean, I played the
0: tunes. Yeah, and then. Started me working with uh, with Dave Farron. It was a another Narragansett in band, and then anyhow, it works. You you play with one band, you play, and then you start people start hiring you. And those were the days where you could work as a sub five gigs a weekend. Okay. You
1: know, yeah. yeah, and that and that's how it started. It was all through Gus's office. Yeah, yeah it
0: yeah. was. It was all, all, yeah. Right. That's what I remember. Right. That right. Was, right. That's, that's No, I know we
1: said funny. we I know we said we weren't we weren't going to mention names. We've already <laughs> well, mentioned well, well, a few. Well, because okay. I think us is pretty well known. No, oh, absolutely. Right. But what you what you did, John, was you've uh, you've made me think about um, uh, a guitar player that I went to high school with. He yep. was a year or two younger than me. And he um, uh, his name is Paul Pesco. I'm going to I'm going to call him out. Um, and the reason why I'm mentioning his name is because if you Google his name, you'll see his resume is pretty yeah. impressive because he's been on a lot of records and played with a lot of pro people. Yep. Steve Wing. You know, I'm oh, dropping really? names. Wow. Oh, yeah, Madonna. He was on tour with Madonna during that Live Aid. Anyway, I'm dropping names in. We're, we're, we're not really here right. to do Stop that. Stop saying names. We're not really here to do that. <laughs> we're not really here to do that. But the reason why I bring Paul up is because he was working for... Uh, Tony Filano, oh, you know that yeah, name? Yeah, that name? Yeah. That's the first, and he said to me, uh, he gave me the guy's number. He said, "Oh, you know, you know, try to call him up. Maybe you know you can get some work with him. Yeah. doing club dates. Yeah. that's what it was all about then, club dates. You know, because for me, John, it was, um, it was not club dates. How it, it was bars. Right. I, I, no, I started right in with club, the day, wedding with, with weddings. Yep. Scene. Yeah. See, I did not. I, yeah. It was for me. It was bars for a long, long time. Right. You know, for a long time. Um, and we, you know, we had uh, some of the bands. You know, I was in were like, you know, like uh, we we were uh, trying to do like an R and B thing. We were into like, yeah. And we weren't that popular on Long Island because you know Long Island was really more of a rock based. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, place. Yeah, you know, but yeah. well, we played Huntington. Uh There was a few clubs in, in Huntington that we played all of the time. Yeah. So
0: you started out in a different circuit. Definitely, definitely, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely, definitely. I didn't. I never. I don't think I ever did that. <laughs> I didn't do it till now. Now I'm doing that circuit. I didn't even realize that yeah. you would you
1: started with the club yeah, date thing. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. So let's let's talk about club date. Okay. Let's talk about wedding. Sure. Dates. So we're, oh, if you're yeah. if you're not from Long Island, you don't know what we're talking about. We're talking about wedding gigs. Like wedding bands this in the 70s and 80s and 90s even, right? Oh, yeah. It was a giant, it it was the, a crazy business on Long Island. You could do four or five gigs a weekend with four or five different bands. Absolutely. Now, and never know one guy in each band. That's the way it was. There just it was so much to go around, right?
1: A lot of work, yep. a lot of work.
0: And, and that environment is, you know, it's kind of weird by itself because it's, it's not. It's kind of the opposite of a bar thing, because in the bar is like there's a little more interaction between members, right? Stuff goes a certain way when you're playing. Like, it, stuff tunes can like expand and grow. And in a wedding right. thing, it's more, you know, uh, it's more um, rigid in terms of the music, right? It Doesn't really ever, you know, nobody rips out really on a wedding, not Correct. much, right? I mean, it's a different, it's a different, different head. Excellent
1: much. point. And, and and not only that, but you're 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 responsible to to play a much wider range, right? Right, and on a club date, right? When you do a bar gig, uh, you're typically. Like like I was saying, my first game was like doing like we played mostly Almond Brothers, right? Yep. You mm-hmm. can you can't so mostly play Almond yeah. Brothers at a wedding. Right. You gotta play everything right. from from the nineteen thirties all the way. Well, not yep. like not maybe not thirties, but forties. 40s. 40s. <laughs> <laughs> Just so you know, we're both I'm not old that old. men. <laughs> no, but forties, right? How many times have we played yeah, it in the, 40s. the mood? How many times would you have to if you have to guess how many times you played it in the mood? In the mood used <laughs> to get me out of the mood, I'll tell you that. I used to never in the mood for in the mood.
0: I only played it six thousand times. <laughs> right, right. With one sax player, so sax- <laughs> it's supposed to be a whole horn section. Yeah, one yeah, gu- yeah, one sax player. And go, da, 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 and he's playing a trumpet line. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, but you know, you had to play, you know, that stuff, and a lot of standards from that era, which I didn't mind playing. Really, Right. To be honest with you, I didn't mind playing standards. You know, like a, with a two feel. You know, like a or whatever. So you that's know, right. the thing, right? So yeah.
0: you got to be. I mean, to play it, to be a a guy who subs on a lot of gigs and a wedding band, you gotta know, You got to I mean, there's a, there's a skill to that. You no know, you doubt.
1: Yeah, you gotta, I mean, you gotta no listen, you gotta have good ears. You can't just be yeah. a rock and roll drummer. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with just no. being a rock and roll nope. drummer. But not for nothing, oh, wait a minute, that's a Long Island phrase, I'm sorry. I, not I, for nothing. Not for nothing. We're just, we're on Long Island just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> What's Anybody who game?
0: listening is listening to this knows we're on Long Island because it's only the three people that we know who are listening to this <laughs> podcast.
1: Yeah, just you and me, really. But what's his name? Grohl, Grohl, uh, David Grohl, David Grohl, and the, and the guy that uh, sadly passed away recently, Hawkins, not Hawkins, um, Hawkins. No, 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 no. The, the drummer that was with Grohl that just passed oh, away. Oh, I forget. I gotta wonder if these guys could ever played a club. No, date, I, right? I mean that's right? the thing, right? You, so. You're in a club band, you
0: learn your tunes, and you play those tunes. And you go on a, on a wedding band, you don't know what. Remember the days of, we used to have to know how to play a rumba, yeah, a
1: absolutely. cha-cha. Oh.
0: Like, uh, all this nonsense. This is what I used to learn in my drum lesson. Right. In 1971, my drum teacher goes, okay, here's a rumba. And I learned how to play a rumba. Who does that now? Nobody. Jonathan, Nobody plays rumba. i got a good one for you, John. <laughs> I <laughs> so didn't know how to it's play It's a rumba story. You're going to like this. <laughs> okay. You're going to like
1: it. So I didn't know how to play a rumba. So I called my friend up great drummer Dave Leone I'm going to mention okay I, so he, we're not we're not mentioning names no we're not so mentioning you know. it so I said Dave what do you do on a rumba what do you play for a rumba he goes I turn the snares off and smile a lot <laughs> <laughs> Now that's funny, well, isn't it? I wish I had known that before I started learning how to. Play. You know?
0: I was like, I was like 11 years old practicing rumbas. Who does that? You know, that's like that's like traumatic for a kid. There, I'm playing, trying to get my cha-cha chops together. You know, and now it's not like that. Now, I, it's weddings are more programmed. I think they're more. There's not like okay. It used to be like okay, rumba. Here we go, and then everybody knew. Yeah. Now it's like no, we're playing. We'll, we call the tune. Actual songs. We we
1: know those songs, right? Right. right. So right weddings right, are right, not right, so right, much right. like loose like that anymore. That's a that's a good point. And and the other thing too is and and I, you probably are familiar with this, but I recently did a, a rehearsal with a, for a you know for a, for a, a gig, and um, and I that's <laughs> I'm gonna leave it at that. I'm gonna leave it at that. <laughs> okay. And. uh. It was it was a, it was a uh, guys that 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 didn't know a lot of songs. Oh, they, they, did, they made. They <laughs> I they think made I know this on... band. <laughs> no, no. Let, let me try to put this in. Uh, so I brought up the whole concept of how we used to. Uh, I used to watch. We you we as drummers would watch. Horn players, keyboard players, whatever, put the two fingers up to indicate two sharps. Yep, yep. And, or if they were going two fingers down, it was too flat. These guys that I was doing this rehearsal with didn't know anything about that. You know? You know, so like. That, because, that's, it, because right,
0: you are talking—that's what well, you are talking about. It's school Yeah, yeah. That's because, because, uh, Think about nobody it. Nobody
1: does that anymore. Think about it. You you scream across the room, and the guy doesn't know the key they're in. Right. scream across the room, E flat. Well, what, what? It, did you say? B flat or <laughs> E flat? You know, you know. But but if you but if you put three fingers down, you know, there is right. the visual. You don't have to worry about it, right? Three flats, right? Chris,
0: you hear the Chris Carberry story? No, no, I want to hear oh, it man. though. I love Chris. 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 I, I just okay. mentioned I just mentioned Chris Carberry
1: Another there. name,
0: name. Uh, so uh, Chris is is a great guitar player, and he has this story about doing a cocktail hour on keyboards, because he plays keyboards as Yes, well. I know that, yeah. So he's playing with a the, with the tru- horn, I think it was a trumpet player, I forget who it was, maybe it was a sax player, he didn't know who the guy was. And he was a sub on the gig, and Chris wasn't really supposed to be playing keyboards, he was filling them for the give-up, so he's playing a cocktail hour, and they do, the trumpet player, or the sa- whoever it was, calls one-note samba. okay. Yeah. so Chris is like oh, I want some, I don't really just, you know and he goes and I do it in G what it calls his key calls the ni- the tune and the key right so Chris is like oh all right so it gets to the you know Chris is like a genius so he starts playing the tune right. so he's playing one of the it's one note for the for the verse right, right? Right. two notes yeah the the, the, melody, verse, okay? the melody yeah and then it gets to the bridge right. and that's where it Melody takes a up right. so this whoever this guy was <laughs> turns to Chris at the bridge and goes take it <laughs> so and so chris is and Chris is telling the story he's like okay so that means the guy called the tune in his key and he couldn't play the bridge that means he knew one note of, of one soul. note samba in his key <laughs> so Actually, Chris told it a lot more funny, but it's funny that like those guys exist. Like, yeah, I know one note song, but
1: we do it G, and I only know the verse, and it's two notes. But you bring up a good point as far as club dates go. If 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 we're still under the umbrella of club, I think date, we're under the umbrella. We're under the umbrella. Are, yeah. So, so, Bossa Novas. It was yeah, there's another one. Such an important right yep. in the beginning of the night. Yep. Um, you know that's what you would typically play is some sort of more yeah, mellow it's still, it's still version they still do bosses, don't they oh i yeah. guess they do yeah. i don't know but it was but but there was always a kind of a stereotype in it you know uh, about like the girl from Ipanema. you yeah. know like being yeah. you know cuz so many wedding bands had have, have played that song to death it's it's, it's kind of like the the the, the uh, 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 equivalent of what you were talking about before about in the mood. Mm-hmm. I- Ipanema was the bossa nova right. v- version of right. in the mood, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like so played out, you know. That we used we started we started playing a lot of musicians just started play, trying to get hip, you know, play. You know, whatever you know, like Triste or yeah. uh, or uh, you know, and and then Blue Bossa w- was hip at first, but then that then became that, by the way that became <laughs> the girl of the <laughs> named after a while, right? No, no. Oh, god, yeah, right? right? Yep. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's cool though the way that in the beginning of the night it was always sort of like a um, it was programmed. It was pretty much programmed. You, you knew that yeah. you were going to just be playing music to bring pre- people right. in you don't you didn't you didn't have to worry about dancing yet I right
0: <laughs> we, I worked for guys that were like geni- the leaders of the band were like geniuses at reading the crowd yes you know and King. one of them like one of the other funny stories I guess we're talking about funny stories in club dates now but one of the other funny stories was <laughs> I worked for a guy who used to say you know he wouldn't we'll, t- we'll talk about tempos he wouldn't count the tune off or he would count the tune off but then he'd say to the band watch the people dancing to get the tempo, like so, you, like I was like, watch the people dancing. <laughs> you know? So, one of you know that became a joke. Like, yeah. uh, you know, some the joke was we're gonna announce, ladies and gentlemen, we're gonna play uh, this song. We would appreciate if you could start dancing right now, so we can get the tempo.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you know, John, that's not that far. I off.
0: know, I know, I understand exactly. where he was coming from. Yeah, yeah yeah yeah, 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 because. You know, but just the idea of people dancing
1: first and then us playing to the temple of the dance. That is funny. That is very funny. Very funny. Put the car for the horse, right? Yeah. I, but I mean, I, you know, but it is true that uh, as, a, as a wedding, um, as a musician that plays weddings, you are technically providing a service. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. You're providing a service. And that service is for people to dance. Exactly. That's why people hire a yeah. band, right? They're not necessarily hiring you to just sit there and listen like a concert right, right. they want they want to dance you're right? there for their benefit right, right? absolutely I get right, that for right. sure
0: right right and that's
1: why wedding bands are so
0: expensive I guess I mean you you're there to, you're, to cater to that make that party happen yeah,
1: yeah. And that's
0: a tough I guess I would say it's a tough gig calling a, a wedding if you're the you leader know? right yeah but if you you're said, the leader like gonna, you said this there's,
1: there's guys that were really good at reading it reading the audience yep uh, yep. and um, I
0: I wouldn't do it I mean It's, it's a dysfunctional, club date bands are dysfunctional. I mean, it's just like, what's weird, what's weird about the wedding, you know, I did so many weddings, I mean, and then, I mean, you know, the last band I was in was 15 years, I think, and for 15 years, I ate dinner with these guys every weekend, right? Right. And just think about that. It's a family, well, that, right? I yeah, mean, you yeah. sit there and you order dinner every night. Yeah, that's a good... Every Friday, I mean, you have it's bizarre. It's bizarre. You drive to the gigs together, yeah. right? Yeah, you know, yeah. you, you eat dinner together. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's like, it yeah. is a bizarre. And then there's always some, you know, there's always some, it's like a family. Like, who hates this one? And this guy's not, <laughs> I can't believe what this guy played on that. You know, and this, I can't stand this. You know, he's too loud. I can't hear myself. There's another, like, you know the drums are too loud could you yeah. just play the cymbals softer you know it's like always some comical and you can't escape that right even like the the hippest I I mean I don't know if there were any really well I guess there's a few I mean I, I think any I think any band actually right you think if the wasn't there like weren't the Beatles fighting with each other Oh, did sure, they yeah. not get along or something? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah so sure, think about that. You now you're yeah. doing bossa novas. Think <laughs> about the tension that's going to bring up. Yeah, right. You know, you're not doing hit records even.
1: Right, right,
0: right. I don't know. You got yeah. any? You got any funny club date stories? <laughs>
1: <laughs> you probably have a couple. <laughs> well, how are we how are we rating this? Uh, I mean, is it is it uh, P- well? I'll start. PG I'll, or one, what? <laughs>
0: Well, it doesn't matter. It's all, only your friends listening. No, they're, yeah, they're, that's true, A bunch yeah. of people have nothing better to do with their time than listen <laughs> to my <one> stupid podcast. <laughs> but I, I have. I, I mean, you probably had the same story. I think every club tech musician has this. Like, where the one of the guests dies at the gig.
1: Ooh, that I'd never witnessed. Oh but man, I have we had a guy you know, die. You know, at breakages. The, you know, no, no, like we had broken a broken arm die at,
0: at the Huntington townhouse. I'll never forget it. Oh Jesus! And it was like the first hour of the gig. And he yeah. was old. He just darted the table. Oh, no. And yeah.
1: they, I swear to God, they moved the table. And this is funny to you, John. It, <laughs> I, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> this is not funny, John. <laughs> what's funny about it, and it's not
0: funny. It is funny. funny. But what's funny about it is they, they you know, the, those weddings are expensive. So they they literally moved the table. They threw a sheet over this guy I swear to God oh, no. and they threw a now that's, they now threw that now it's getting funny they, the bride okay, came up the bride came up I hope she's not listening I'm sure she's oh, not and she made an, she was crying and she's made an announcement on the on the band PA you know I'll go Phil. it would have wanted us to go on she's crying and the, I'm like you know we're trying not to laugh and he's dead and they throw a thing over him and then they put this partition around him and people danced a foot from this guy's oh head my. for the next three wow. hours i will never forget it well. i remember seeing the coroner or whoever yeah whisk him out the door after like you know after they cut the cake or something it was so weird
1: it, <laughs> it is, is It is weird and it is funny too uh, we, i, I, I stand finish, corrected we finished dude. the gig you know <laughs> i mean
0: I, we, we finished the gig yeah that yeah.
1: happened. Yeah, that 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 is so weird. That it is funny kind of thing. You yeah, know? that's like one of those things. You know? but now, I mean, I, never, I, I wasn't. I never experienced I, that. I don't but,
0: look. You know, it's it's not funny. Anybody dying, especially at a wedding. I don't want to die at a wedding. Man, yeah. please let me not be at a wedding if I yeah. go. You know, I don't want to be the floor at the Huntington Townhouse. You know,
1: they scoop you up with the soup or something. You know, <laughs> yeah. Take that. Take that dead body through the kitchen. You're <laughs> not allowed to go out the front. <laughs> Yeah, just, the, like, right, the, just like the musicians, so, you got to yeah, go out there. You, if you're yeah. a dead
0: body or a musician, you yeah. got to go through the kitchen. Yeah,
1: you got to, got to come through the kitchen. That way, <laughs> <laughs> you
0: know. What, what's your, what's your funny story?
1: Well, this is, um, I don't know. It's um, the thing. What, what, what I'm thinking of was was. Um, and you know this uh, keyboard player. I'm and sure. That's, I do. I'm just going to say keyboard, keyboard player. player. I'm not even okay. going to mention the no name. No more names. But yeah. We were like, you know how we got we got our breaks. They were intermittent, and then they were sometimes short and sometimes you always had to be ready to get back oh, yeah. up on that stage as yeah. quickly as possible. You
0: right. want to hear something? Think, hold that thought for a second. Wait, okay. funny. I cannot eat a meal <laughs> yeah. correctly now because of club dates. <laughs> like my wife is. What is wrong with you? I finished my whole thing in seven minutes. Everything, a full course meal. I'm done. My kids like. What's wrong with you? What's the pr-? and I'm like. I don't know. I'm ah. used to. I'm used to like shoving food in my face because I got to go back up. Right. That's. I swear. That's, that's like a curse. You're good, John. This is. <laughs> the truth. My kids think there's something wrong with me, and there is something wrong with me.
1: Thirty years of club dates. That's what's wrong. With yeah. me. Well. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. You know. <laughs> but it, this particular incident was. Um. It was during a break. You know. And and. And then we had to go back on, but the um. Uh, the keyboard player was in the bathroom, right? Um, <laughs> in the stall, in, in the stall, right? Okay. In the <laughs> stall, right? Oh <laughs> wait a second! <laughs> and and, and, and <laughs> two two of the other musicians happened to go into the bathroom, right? And then, I'm not sure if they, if, if the one that turned the lights out when we left the room knew that the, that the, uh, the keyboard player oh, was, in, was the in the stall. He, was in the, he stall. was in the stall, and he turned the lights out, right? right. He turned the lights out, yep. right? So. What's funny is when <laughs> I walked. With, no, 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 no. That's good. Though. No, no. When I walked back in, this is what you saw, John. When I you saw, you saw the poor guy. You know, he, running with his pants down by his ankles, right, to turn the light back on. Oh. he had to like the keyboard player that was in the store. Had yeah, to, he, he had to turn the light back on because he couldn't see what he was doing. Right. So we.
0: <laughs> so he ran out, so, his pants, out of no, his pants no no, he didn't out, run oh, okay. out of the
1: ba- out oh, okay. of the bathroom he ran, he ran back to turn the light oh. I got all, you, all you saw was r- running to turn the light on and then running back to the stall with his pants down by his ankles <laughs> I don't know if that's uh, oh, funny to you but my, it was yeah, funny to me I, I can still picture it I tell you
0: know? man I think I've heard it all I, yeah. it's you know it's one thing after another with these with like this the wedding stories it's this is all we talk about when I get together with people who are in the bands it's like like the funny stuff that happens on a gig, you know? It it it's that stuff
1: and it's all the like
0: That happened on a gig on one of the in the last band, you know who I'm talking about. Uh I remember the, the girl announcing the, the wedding party.
1: Right.
0: Um <laughs> this, this yeah. was funny.
1: Yeah.
0: Um she's going, you know, uh, she's just reading the list, you know, whatever. Right, and right, she's right. calling Uncle Herb or whatever. Uncle right. Herb, you know, part of the bridal party. Right. And then I see her turn around to me and go, Yep, he's dead. So he died before they re- redid the list. Enough about death, though. People don't
1: usually die that much on, <laughs> on gigs. John, I got an embarrassing story to tell you. Um, okay, so I was. Uh, you know, I dub, I sometimes can play. I keyboard, can play yeah. enough keyboards yeah. where I can do a cocktail or a ceremony. I'm certainly no keyboard player, but I can do both because it's really right. not that hard to do either. But in any event, so no, here, it's it's it. I think it's hard playing. Keyboard. So here we here I show up, and we're late, and I'm with the saxophone player because we're going to do the cocktail hour together, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, got to do the ceremony first. And it's in New Jersey, and we had this long way to travel, and we try to give ourselves enough yeah. time, but we got there late, and we knew we were late. And I walk in the door, and the bride's mother is walking towards me. Are you the keyboard player? Because she's seeing me. Yeah, yeah, me. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I'm like, I'm and I'm I'm I just kept walking straight ahead, yeah. and and the saxophone player just you know tried to ease her mind. So I go up. I had to walk all the way up to the front of the whatever altar. It's not; it was a Jewish wedding, so yeah. I don't know if it's called an altar. I don't know what it's called. I, I forget what it's called. But anyway, I had to set up my stuff in front of all of these people, plug it in, and start playing. You know what I needed to play. Yeah, I was so nervous; <laughs> my hands were shaking. It was horrible. It was horrible, and I didn't even have a chance to put my tie on, my bow tie. I didn't have a chance to put my bow tie on, right? And so, like after 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 it was all said and done, I'm in the bathroom, and I'm putting my bow tie on. And one of the guests goes, away, "You look so much better with your bow tie on." <laughs> <laughs> but I was so nervous, I was so embarrassed. I don't think I've ever been that embarrassed, you know. I can see that being embarrassed. Yeah. It's not a drummer story. No, it's a, but it's, it's a, worse. It's a it, it is worse. Yeah. Oh god! Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, um, um, speaking of bands, <laughs> so you just. On the drummer side, right. on the drummer side of this, like, um, let's talk about the plight of the drummer. Actually, we're Long Island drummers. We, oh we my God. Did you grow up? Long Should we pause before? We start no, I don't want to pause. I want to keep no, going. Pa- no pause. Did, did Did you grow up on Long Island? No, I did not. Where'd no. you
1: grow up? I lived in New Jersey. Oh, South see, Jersey. that's why I
0: like you, man. You know, you're not a Long Island <laughs> stupid drummer. <laughs> no, that's I, why I hate myself because that's what I am.
1: I didn't have the uh, NISMA, I didn't go through right. any of that. I didn't right. go through any yeah. of that. the New York State uh, music. Actually, you're in, New, in New York, it's much. It's a much better program. Yeah. Right. You have. I'm talking about the lion drummer. Right, and I, I see mentality. Yeah. Uh, not not saying it negative, but.
0: There's nowhere else you can go in the world with is, like like I said, the the Wichita Drum Center. We have a Long Island Drum Center because it requires, drummers require their own store on Long Island. They have to go to a place and hang out and pick out drums. So it's like a mentality, right? I mean, that I I never really got into, but it's, you know, it's kind of like a community thing, I guess, right? Yeah. So. um, Do you remember the first Long Island Drum Center? uh, Yeah. Yeah. Where was it? It was in Belmore. No. Yes. I, don't no? think, I think it was in Comac. Was it? Oh, Comac. Yeah, yeah it was Comac. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I di- I couldn't believe that place existed because I didn't, I di- again I didn't find it until I was in college. Or something I didn't know it existed. Cause I was I wasn't in into the, well I wasn't in that crowd. you know, right. Whatever whatever it was. Got you. Yeah. But so like the um, <clears throat> since we're talking about club dates and okay. gigs and drumming, okay. okay. <laughs> so. Uh, if that brings us. That's bringing me to the one of the things that we always talk about is like being on a gig and the hierarchy of people who call tempos, right? Mm. Tempos is the thing for a drummer, right? Oy. So, like for me, the more important thing as a drummer, you're, you're you're there to accompany. You're you're there for the groove to lay down something that people can lay on top of, right? right. That's my philosophy. Some drummers don't have the philosophy. They have the chops is better and whatever flashy is better and that's fine i think some of the maybe the younger guys i've seen a lot of stick twirling lately i watch youtube videos because yeah. it's twirling. it looks great it does like playing these grooves right and then his stick flies up in the air and it, another one appears somewhere else like a magic trick right yeah. but i'm like what the hell is going on like which i was reading like you know books like rudiment books and stuff no one ever discussed for throwing your stick in the air that mm-hmm. was like that's a new thing, whatever. Mm. So it's this again. We're talking about mentality here, right? And so, one of the, the peeves. I don't. I, I think I'm straying a little bit from my original topic, but right. One of our peeves is tempo, right? its yeah, that's, that's part of our gig is is is, is the correct tempo. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So, you and I have talked about this before.
1: Right.
0: So. And this happens a lot. Like you get on a gig, especially a sub gig. This happens to me all the time. Get on a gig, you're a sub. You kind of know the material, you're just trying to pay attention. That's me trying to pay attention, looking into the keyboard player. Somebody give me a cue, tell me what's going on. And then the, somebody calls a tune that you sort of know, you know, and they go, okay, um, could somebody count it off. And you get blank stares from the band. Everybody's like, nope, I'm not, I am not doing You start the tune, you're the drummer. We'll tell you if it's too slow or too fast. Yeah, right, right? Right. And then you have that uncomfortable time where it's it's too slow. Speed it up, speed it up. And it's just and then it just like it's just a disaster after that. Man. That is my drummer peeve, man. That is the thing that keeps me awake at night <laughs> and regret ever learning to play a Cha
1: cha or a Merengue or a Drumba, whatever it was. <laughs> Right? so Do you agree with that oh absolutely okay. so so not only have, have has your meal been interrupted by closing <laughs> <A's. laughs> i can't eat like a person like, but now your sleep has been interrupted right, my my sleep <laughs> you know but no I, I you I, know I, I can't
0: even attend a wedding now <laughs> like i because i stand up when i when, like i went to a wedding with my wife and the band stopped playing the first set and then the, the, the girl started announcing ladies and gentlemen and i stood up and everybody like looked at me I'm like what do you and I? Because I knew she was gonna say, "Everybody, please stand up." And I did. I was the first idiot standing because I knew they were introducing the bridal party. That's crazy. That is crazy. Yeah. That's going to be me in a mental asylum. The, why does that guy keep standing up and eating fast? He was a drummer in 1980, <laughs> and now he's lost his that's mind. And this is why we have to sit him down. He stands up again. He thinks the brighter party's coming in. That's that's going to be me. You're going to be visiting me. You'll be visiting me. You'll be in the next bed. Yeah, My kids will be visiting that's me. That's good. Job. I hope. <laughs> But the tempo thing, right? Is that a is that a frustrating? Thing? It's
1: very. It's beyond frustrating. I mean, you know, because as you pointed out many times, you know, you can't. Uh, you, you you made a comment recently about how uh, one of the leaders said, "Oh, that tempo was beautiful." Right? No, no. Play it the same way. No. Next somebody to said to me, yeah. turned
0: around to me after a tune and said, "That felt great. Remember that. Remember tempo. that for the <laughs> next time. You remember and, a and, tempo. yeah Yeah. Right. So and, he was saying. Remember how I felt tonight yeah. and recall my feeling up for the next time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right, we talked about this like we do that was the band that did a couple of songs with the with the track and that's how I'd gauge my night. I would say, oh this track feels slow to me tonight because I'm just feeling yes, it. Yes. Yes. Uh, we'll have right now you got eight people feeling a tune different. You can never satisfy everybody, right? So you hope you get an average tempo that everybody feels comfortable with, but it never really works out. One guy's hopped up that night, and some guy's tired. Excellent. You know what I mean? Excellent, and that's, point. That, that, Excellent point. That's a problem.
1: Excellent point. Now, John, you're you, you, you um, um, you're making interesting uh, uh, differentiation here. Well, you haven't made it. I'm, I'm going to you're make it. I'm going to make it. There's a differentiation. i agree with it. <laughs> no, but we're, we've been talking about uh, Club Date live yeah playing essentially live playing right and now you're onto the topic of tempo Mm -hmm. which when you're playing live you know you're not dealing with click tracks unless you're dealing with a track Mm -hmm. and then that's similar similar to dealing with a click track right otherwise the tempo can fluctuate and and it can be faster than the original recording or slower whatever you know a studio environment is something that you're more familiar with than me uh so I want to ask you so like how would you you you, what do you prefer the live this is kind of off the beat track of club dates and stories and jokes and live playing versus studio death and (laughs) people don't die in the studio eating disorders (laughs) it's off the topic but I have to ask you you know um, you know what what do you prefer do you prefer Live playing or I, studio I think, playing? I think I do prefer live. You do um, to studio, really?
0: Yeah, the studio, man. It's like you, you hear every every flaw. Yeah.
1: you know. Yeah, but you, you can do. cover
0: up the live stuff a little bit, you know.
1: Yeah, but uh, got, I don't know. I don't. I don't, gotta, I don't gotta, you know, that's a good
0: question. You got good? I don't gotta, know. Uh, I think I I think I prefer live because it's looser. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. you can. What I, lots of times I play in the studio, I play here, and like, a, and then I play stuff back, and I'm like, I thought that fill sounded great, but it sounds like the worst piece of shit ever. You know, it's like it doesn't
1: work, you know? No, I, mean, I, I understand. And you.
0: somehow on a live gig, it might work, you know, but in that particular
1: recording, it did, didn't work. Right. But you've done it so much that I would have thought that, you know, at this point. I, that you've I, I, don't, I don't know. I, all right. Uh, all
0: we, right, so if you heard a little, up oh, that's Frank opening up uh, something. <laughs> we have a little... Flip in our podcast because we're both old bastards and both had to go to the bathroom. So, that's where we are. So, that's why, <laughs> that's why there was a break it in the podcast. Yeah, it's, it happens. Yeah. yeah. So, we're not coming to you live. We're actually almost dead. Is that, That's us.
1: <laughs> more, more, more death jokes. <laughs> more death jokes. <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right. So, I think we, we were talking about um, the tempo tempos, tempos. Yeah. Tempos, uh, critical, critical situation. You know, uh, and you you pointed out earlier how one of the uh, band leaders you work with would say, and I thought this th- that was pretty funny what you said about how, you know, start the tempo and then watch the dancers Watch feet, the people dance. And change the, and the, change the, the, the change tempo <laughs> based on their, you know, but that's not, to tell you the truth, that's not, I had a teacher, percussion Percussion teacher who uh, who said something similar. You said, yeah. you know, basically w- make sure to watch the dancers, right? right. right? Because obviously, again, you're serv- the service you are providing you are providing a service. Right. You are not you are mm-hmm. not there for people to listen. You are not Be- it's not Beethoven Symphony, right? right? It's definitely you know, not. You are playing dance music yep. for a party, you know. Yep, and you want and and, 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 and you diff- want. People it's to it's dance. funny. there's
0: so many different schools of thought with tempo, like. Um, you know temp good, good temp good t- having good time is a good thing I think however there are times I mean um, Soul Vaccination right it's great Th- that definitely speeds up at the end because I play I play with the record just to get the tune in my head and it speeds up at the end for sure and it's it's tower power man those guys are great Garibaldi's great but it definitely speeds up now, now is that bad is he bad no I mean that's that works in that tune you know so but we're talking about two different things we're talking about like Tower Power versus Club Date Band.
1: Yeah, you know? well, yeah. So. Power, power. You don't. You rarely hear people play that Tower Power's music on right. a, on a wedding because it's not really. And I, and I think I, I may be right about this, John. You could check me on this, but those, I'm going to check you on this. Check, please do. I'm going to Google it. <laughs> Most of Tower's tempos, they're really, uh, you know. Again, I want to. I want to say that they're. <laughs> look. It, it, disco was a big di- deal right mm-hmm. and and that became like what everybody liked to dance to more than anything else right right and i if i'm not mistaken the, the conventional wisdom is 120 beats per minute for disco yeah
0: you know, or right. for anything that's comfortable so, yeah.
1: to comfortable to dance to comfortable to dance somewhere between 110 120 certainly no less than 110 yeah you know unless you really want to slip your disk <laughs> you know what i mean i <laughs> Which mean could but happen. you know like you know um But anyway, Tower, if I'm not mistaken, Garibaldi's all of the, a lot of their stuff anyway, is slightly slower than, let's say, Let's Groove Tonight by the Earth, Wind & Fire, or Boogie Wonderland, Mm -hmm. or September, or any of those other, uh, you know, whatever, you know, Disco Inferno, right? Disco Inferno. Oh, my God. So, like, those temples are slightly slower. Um, You mean on the recordings? uh, I'm talking about... um, no, I'm talking about Tower now. The, yeah, on,
0: but the, on the s- Tower
1: recordings. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. Again, I mean, I've 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 heard so many um, bands that are covering like that old school stuff now mm-hmm. that we did when it was real, when mm-hmm. it was the current. <laughs> <studio>. <laughs> when it was current, right? <laughs> when it was current, and 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 they play and and they just go from one tune to the next, you know, with more or less the same. Right. Tempo. Oh, I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I'm trying to get that's at.
0: That's catering. That's catering to the, the dancers. People dancing. Yeah, but like, and so yeah. that's, what that's what your that's what right. your job is, right? That is. You know, is, yeah. It's,
1: yeah, right? But it, but it's, it, and it's not necessarily a good thing because because the, because it's not really grooving the mm. way you you would want yeah. it to groove like like the record, you know, right. Right, I don't know, but you know, it's like I always feel like,
0: like the groove is everything. It's it, everything, I hear you. you know. I, I was talking you. to my friend Dave uh, today, who's a bass player, and um, I think I, me personally, and he agrees, he's a bass player. You could have like a, an okay drummer, keeps good time, and a bass player who's grooving will make up for that. They'll make that guy sound good. I mean, look at BB the Winans; they have drum machine usually, and the, the bass player is killing. They have like. You know, these studio guys are killing it and the tunes are great. Yeah. You know, I mean it's you know, it's drummers tend to, I think, overthink things or, or I don't know. I mean if it's great having a a great drummer on it on a session or on a gig, whatever. I think it helps for sure. But I think I think a bass player is more important. I don't know. You know. That's
1: well, just so, my opinion. Well there's no question that bass and drums is uh you know that relationship is yeah. is what yeah. you what you and I both know, it's so key, yep. right? Uh, yep. You know, a good bass player and a good drummer that are right. I mean, in. I could,
0: I, I, mean, I'll do, I will play for free with a good bass player, you know, a guy, a guy who makes it happen. Yeah, you know, because it's wor- it's worth it. I remember being this is how screwed up my mind is. I must have been like six years old or something. I don't know, but I remember being in a house and. I guess it was my grandfather played piano, and maybe I was napping or something. I woke up and he was playing this something, and I was a kid, and I just, like started crying. I don't even know why I was crying, mm. but whatever. It's like it got in me. Whatever yeah. he was, you know. And I feel that same way about <clears throat> these these grooves, but you know that I hear that that make me feel good as a musician. You know, True. and some of the, thats what's some of the stuff that's lost on like cover bands and wedding bands. It's more of a like we're churning out this. Stuff you know, it's right. not—it's not anything like. Well, it is. I shouldn't say in general, but I mean,
1: it's a product. Is what it is. It's a sad, right? Th- it, absolutely. It's a sad thing about club dates. Sadly. You know, it's it's music by the yard. Yep. So, you know, like, how many club <laughs> date leaders how have How many, many yards can we jam many, down your throat well, many in four Day, hours? Club date leaders are all about quantity, right? Yep. Not quality, yep. right? I mean, well, not always. Not always. Not it's, always, but, you know. I mean, most. But but, you know, it is what it is. It's it's a
0: it's a means to an end for, you know.
1: Yeah, they want to make sure that the yeah. customer is satisfied, which I can understand. But, I mean, true art, right? and true uh right so we're talking about
0: we're talking about two different things we're almost talking about like i want to be an actor and before i can be an actor and and go to hollywood i have to become a waiter in hollywood (laughs) 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 so to get that big break as an actor i'm going to be a waiter first i'll be a, a waiter at a singing restaurant or some shit and then maybe i'll get you know i'll get an audition for a real thing you know it's kind of the same thing it's 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 not necessarily a stepping stone, but it's it's playing, you know, and it's and the money is.
1: I was gra- I'm grateful. I'm grateful yeah, for yeah. the years that I played. You know, I'm I'm grateful for for the work that I've had. You know. Uh, yeah, it but lot... it wasn't what I said to, to your point. Absolutely, I, I was really. I used to. You know what I hated, John? I hated the four-hour thing. Yeah, but oh god, yeah, dude, I hate because you go to see a concert and how uh, what what's you're the right. maximum amount of time yeah. did like you know your what favorite was, band would play an hour and a half two the, at the most right the weirdest thing ever
0: for me cuz i started out doing cl- i was doing more club days than anything else now i'm doing more clubs and like you play some of these clubs and the people actually stand next to you and look at what you're doing yeah. they actually pay attention whereas at a wedding nobody even knows you're there they do not no, nobody watches the band you know they don't they're not there for that reason you they're know. there to give their envelope and watch this thing happen you know what yeah. I mean but at a club people are there you know especially if it's a kind of a hip venue they're there to see the musicians or they are musicians yeah. they want to see who's what's out there it's a different vibe you know yep. pays a lot less but yeah. it's a, you know supposedly more satisfying than doing a wedding the wedding thing is, is, is a money maker it's what it is you know yeah. for, I mean it wasn't even for me I don't know
1: but that's really when you come down to it you know Commercial art and real art, you know, are two different things, right? right? I mean, right. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm thinking of Van Gogh, who was not even really popular when he was alive at all, or not just popular, but I, there's a book um, about Van Gogh that I kind of read, uh, read I read it recently, uh, again, reread it, because um, I used the quote, from Van Gogh and uh, to, I had to officiate my nephew's wedding and he's a photographer so he's into art the way I'm into music and we have a very close relationship mm-hmm. so when I did his officiating I found a quote by Van Gogh that that discussed you know uh comp you know uh composition of of color you know background with a, yeah. a somber background versus uh, against a. Something or whatever, a wedding of of colors. You know, these these, these right. are the words that he used. Yeah, yeah. And my my point is is that Van Gogh was not admired at all during his. It was only after he passed away that they recognized his work as being good. Right. Because so we his have, work we was have to die
0: first. Anybody can, remember those back, guys? Always did, comes back. Oh, from those death, guys are right? dead now. They were good.
1: <laughs> but, but no, my no. Actually, my so so like so. My point is is that Van Gogh. He uh, in the beginning of his life, he, he his family had uh, they they had galleries, art galleries, and he was like just a salesman in the beginning, believe it or not. Um, and he never liked selling this stuff that he was selling because it was too commercial. Right now, so like mm-hmm. I kind of think of what you and I did with Wendy band, even though it was a valid way to make a living, and and we both enjoyed it, and we you know, uh uh but it, it's not the same as It's not creative. N- it's not the same, right? It's not it's not uh, creative. Well it's not.
0: It's not creative. No. Nah. You really can't stretch out on a on a wedding. You're not supposed to. No. I don't think. No, no. no. I uh, you know <clears throat> just one more one more thing I want to talk about. Oh please, please, <laughs> okay. please. So like my uh, my background in drumming I think I was always behind a little bit. Like, I was doing those weddings when I was, you know, high school and stuff. And then I went to college. I was, I was, I think I was, I was. I was the best drummer in my high school in 1979. I went from the best drummer in high school to the worst drummer in college. I was the bottom of the barrel because of the guys who I went to school with. You know, I went to this University of Bridgeport in 1979. And Weckl was there, Joe Rosenblatt, who's a very good friend of mine. And yeah. everybody was like that. Everybody, yeah. and that's where I learned everything from those guys. Not even from, from, from drum teachers. I learned it from that culture of these, everybody was like a freak. All the guys there in 79 and 80, in the early 80s, in that school, are like, they're on records now, all of them. Um, Paul Maraconda, Fred Victor's an average white band. Uh, I mean, they're all session guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, Dave, Yeah, you know, he was, you know, they lived down the hall from me. Who knew? I didn't know. You know, I mean, it's like, I didn't know. There was, nobody was anybody at that point, you know. But that's where I learned everything in school. Is It was in that college. Check this out. So to get into music school, I had to audition. And 1979, I go with my parents. We drive to Connecticut. My music teacher recommended the University of Bridgeport. The director is Neil Slater, right? He auditions me. And then he sits, his, we go in his office, he's talking with us. He says, "Just to let you know, what you're going to be up against," yeah. and he plays Weckles audition tape for me. Yeah. It was on a cassette. They lived in St. Louis, couldn't come to audition live. Okay. So he, now imagine you're like 18 years old, and they're playing Dave Weckles audition tape at the school you yeah. want to get into. Yeah. It was like yeah. mind-boggling. I'm sure. I was like, I, "There's no," and I got in. I don't even know how I got in. And and well, that, that's this is what I was subjected to, and, and it was that was the thing that taught me everything. Taught me everything. When you say everything, what do you mean? I mean, how to play, what to play, uh, technique. Um, they turned me on to Steve Gatt. I never listened to Steve Gatt in high school. Uh, Peter, Peter Ruskin and those guys. They, mm. I didn't know they existed. I was right. just living in Islip. Right. We, yeah. we didn't. We listened to like, uh, um, uh, what's the you know, like electric light orchestra, which were good, but there was no, you know what I mean? Yeah. It wasn't the stuff that these guys turned me on to was like crazy beyond yeah. anything I could, I'd ever heard before. Yeah. And yeah. I really grew in those four years, you know, I mean, especially at the beginning when those guys were there yeah. and when Neil Slater left, they kind of left with him a little bit. Um, but he was a genius at doing what he did, which was recruiting people like Dave, like Joel and... then he would take that A band the A band jazz band around the local schools in Connecticut and he would fill every ensemble orchestra chorus band everything because these people would hear this band go yeah I want to play in the band and only three guys got in the band it was the A band one drummer and the B band two drummers that's all they had so not to make this story even longer but my first semester I didn't even audition for the band I didn't know what was going on and the second semester me and my roommate were drummers Went down to do audition. It was like ten guys auditioning. The band was unbelievable. The guy, the music, the caliber of the band was crazy. And we didn't even go in the room. We just looked through the window, and me and my roommate Tom said, uh, "This is this is not gonna happen." You didn't even go. Forward? Didn't even audition. And then the following September, I think it was September, or I don't know, I forget what happened. But it wound up being Dave and the A Band and me and Joel in the B band who we, we were the three guys who played and the rest of that's them
1: great company man i man. You, i mean and
0: I, I was like what how did i get involved you know i'm like i, I it was me and Joel and Dave and yeah, the and, right stuff i, I well yeah. i mean it was but i was just to think about that circumstance like that's bizarre because these guys are in a whole different circuit than me man. you know they're they're you know they're mavericks i guess you know
1: what i mean they really they really are and they were then
0: too you know?
1: but John, you know, like when you when when you think of uh, how many people, have, how many conversations and discussions and articles have been written about Ringo Starr being, you know, people people are like, well, he was like, he was average, yeah. he was this, mm-hmm. he was that, and other people are like he was genius, he was right. this, he <laughs> yeah. was that. You know, all, all all the so what I'm trying to get at is the guys that you're talking about, and you should feel fantastic about being in that company, and and you know, uh, being valued. In oh, I company. mean, yeah. You I should. Was, I was very that's fortunate. A, that's a, that's a, that, that's a, a, you know, statement about your own uh, talent, and your own play. But I mean, the thing, and we were talking about earlier about Long Island drum, drum center and Long Island drummers and, you know, drumming in general, you know, and what it's become mm-hmm. over time about soloing and technique and, you know, f- Flipping sticks and twirling <laughs> yeah, sticks twirling and all of that stuff, you know. But when you think about, you know, like a Roger Hawkins is that I'm trying to remember. If that's Roger right, Hawkins, right? I don't know. Uh, so he's. Uh, I think he's the Muscle Muscle Shoals. Uh, I think the Frank just had a stroke. People, just I'm going to call yeah, an ambulance. Okay. Please. Yeah, I did. Uh, <laughs> you're yeah, talking about I'm the sorry yeah I can't yeah I can't at yeah, right, the right, okay. same time you're gonna have to edit but uh but your point is
0: taken I my mean. point yeah
1: right like the uh, like like a lot of great drummers who, who wouldn't even be able to hold Dave Weckl's jock strap <laughs> but they're on all kinds of records yes, great records yes. to your point earlier right. about how your grandfather mm-hmm. made you feel about <clears> a certain swarm. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. you know you don't have to be you know, a Vinnie Caliudo uh, understood, to understood, get yeah. somebody to, to move somebody. Right.
0: right. Right. Yeah. I'm only bringing it up because it, it definitely changed me a lot. No, it's, it's, a, it it's an amazing experience yeah.
1: that people would be interested in, in knowing, you know, uh, I'll tell you what the
0: nice, the, the biggest compliment I ever got was ever in my life as far as drumming goes. And I, I guess it, but you know, my friend Joel, uh, he was. I was teaching music theory in a the high school in, in West Islip, and he was a guest speaker in my theory in my technology class. Nice. <clears throat> and he told the story so that like I'm telling. Circa 19. That was. Uh, um, I don't know. It might have been 18 something. 1850. No, I don't that. know. Anyway, That's he was. Cool, he got though. in front of my class, and he was That's telling a story cool. about us. And we, I was kind of going back and forth with him because the kids didn't know what to make of him. Right. You know, he was on the road at that point with. I think it was Spyro Gyra. So, you know. Yeah. So, and he said to my class. Uh, Mr. Simeone and me were in school together, and we went two different ways. We went different directions. I went this way, and he went, obviously, this way, where he's the teacher now. And he said, but he could have gone my way. He said, into my class, I I just opted to go this other way, which was, like, the best thing, like, the nicest compliment. anybody could ever say, I could have gone that way. I, I chose not to for whatever reason, you know.
1: You, uh, you, you know, you got every. Uh, no, I'm not just,
0: I'm not trying to blow my own horn. I'm just like, I, you know, people say, oh, you sound great. Yeah, most of the time it's blowing smoke. But yeah, this was like a heartfelt from a friend. You sure, know.
1: sure.
0: We were talking about this the other day. Him and I know each other 43 years. That's disturbing. <laughs> my wife's 45. <laughs> <laughs> that means when I met Joel, she was two. She was shitting in her diapers. That's how old I, <laughs> we are. That's how old we are.
1: I know, it. it it's crazy, it, uh, life is crazy, yep. Uh, yep. the journey we take, but I'm sitting here, folks, admiring John's uh, setup here, with his uh, his kit, and uh, I would, I'd really like to just listen to him play, yeah. right now. <laughs> yeah, I gotta be yeah, honest, I gotta tell you something, John, I gotta tell you something, I absolutely love watching drummers play. You do, huh? you know, yeah, of all, of all st- caliber. You know, I just, I don't know what it is. I just love watching.
0: I don't. Some I don't like watching. Some, some make me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> they look like weird. I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's. I don't, I don't know. Well, I don't even like watching myself play. I, I even like. I seriously, I like. I, like, I definitely skeeved like myself out when I'm like, you know, it's like like not being able to walk around in front of yourself naked anymore. It's the same cool.
1: deal. I'll never forget one time when I went to see Stevie Wonder, who was is like my favorite. If I had to pick a favorite uh, artist, mm-hmm. you know, it would be Stevie. And I saw him at the Coliseum in the, in the '70s, and uh, we were. Bu- I was behind the stage, so I got the view of the drummer mm-hmm. and the drum set from behind, and I realized that's the best view of a drummer, mm-hmm. because that's the... Yeah, you want to sit there. That's your perspective, yeah. right? You want to see his feet, you want to see his hands, right? And uh I was in my glory, absolutely in my glory, because I, I loved his music and I loved him, and uh, and I was digging on the drummer, and I was digging the way he was just, you know, supporting him. And uh just one quick story about how the Long Island Drum Center quick story, the yep. Long Island Drum Setter so, I actually took a, a couple of lessons there. I am not going to mention any names, <laughs> but uh, over over time, I took some lessons there. And I think I forget, everybody took a one, lesson. One of the guys that I studied with had the like had the opportunity to roadie for Earthwind and Fire. Oh, Ro- drum road, drum, drum tech, drum yeah. tech. He was yeah. a drummer, and he was a, whatever he was. Anyway, he tells me like the next time I see him, I asked him about it, you know, because I was a big Earthwind and Fire mm-hmm. fan. And, uh, and he's talking about the recently deceased Freddie White. right? And um, he says, <laughs> his comment was, well, I thought he could have done more. And I said to myself... Could have done more. <laughs> I said, you know, he's, he didn't think he did enough. And so I thought to myself, you don't get it. Yeah. You don't, you, you don't get it. Less is more. Well, Freddie, you know, was, uh, as many drummers are, just groove players. Yep, yeah. Bernard Purdy's another. Yeah, man. He is the icon of groove playing. Right, right. The icon of groove playing, right? You know, can he Can he come anywhere near, close, Joel Rosenblatt or uh, D- Dave Weckl or Vinnie Yudo yeah. or Steve Gatt? No, he yeah. can't Can't come close to any of those guys, you know. But but he grooved his ass right. off and he was on a lot of hit uh, I records. I right? that is the important thing. You know right what now. I mean? Yeah, uh, it's it's a funny thing. You got to make people feel good, man. That's what it's that's yeah what it's about. Yeah, you, know, you got to make yourself. You got to feel. You, right. you got to feel good. With right,
0: today. right. That's the worst feeling when you're on a gig and it's like the, and you don't feel right. Yeah, yeah. Feel good, man. It's so not right. I feel like I just want to vomit. Like I want to <laughs> rip my spleen out and bleed to death on the drums. That's how I feel. <laughs> I swear to God. Like, it's like, what is wrong here? I'm yeah. playing two and yeah, four. Yeah. What is yeah, happening? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't, it's not, this is not right Something's not you. right. I
1: feel you. I feel really? you. I really? I mean, do.
0: it's like, you know. And yeah. then I then I hear like one verse of like a tune, some other like R&B thing. Even yeah. I like get this gospel church song, and I'm like, oh, yeah. that is just yeah. killing it yes. right there. Right? Yes, yes, yes. But maybe that's me. I don't
1: know. No, 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 it's... Uh, no, well, it, it may just maybe, it, you know, yeah, well, but I mean, it's me too because I, because that's how what I go on too. I want to feel good. Yeah, I want to feel that. Yep, that magic. Yeah, oh, you I just know. broke my chair. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Better the chair oh, than your yeah, leg. Well, look at this piece but, of shit. Uh, okay,
1: but uh, um, you know for sure it's the. Uh, um, that, sp- that 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 feeling that can't really be Yeah, we be all got into, into it for words. the same reason, right. I think, right? Nobody right. was
0: like, yeah. "Oh, hey, I want to I want to like sit, there, sit here and feel bad for 4 hours and just make a lot of money." Who yeah. does that? You know, yeah. like no, you do it because like, wow, there's there's something, you know, it's it's inside of you. Yeah. I'm trying to explain it to my my children right now, they don't get it, but it is. It's in, it's in you. It's it's like in you or it's not. You know? I had I, I mean, I um I've had experience with guys Man they would practice way more than me uh, than I ever would in school, and they just they couldn't do it. Really? Have it. I mean, it's like like, phys- it's a physical thing. Right? drums is a physical thing, and feel is feel, you know. And sometimes people don't have that. I, I can't explain it. It's like a <clears throat> it's like a classically trained piano player, or oh, excuse me, uh, like a, a jazz a guy who's predominantly a jazz piano player. Usually, they can always go right to the classical. They can make that transition, but not the other way around. Classically trained legit guys can't always play swing on, on piano. You know what I mean? It's bizarre.
1: Definitely not. It's bizarre. Definitely
0: so not. you know, it's 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 in you or it's not. It's one of those things.
1: John, though, you bring up something very interesting though because it, 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 at this state at this stage in my life right now, as a human being, as sta- <laughs> What's the matter? Because I was on the phone with my I'm friend not, Dave. My I'm friend not. Dave
0: this morning I was oh, telling him we're doing this podcast and yes. he says to me, He says, Oh, it's the next chapter for you. I was like, No, it's like the final curtain. The for final us, curtain. curtains for the us. Fourth man. quarter, baby. Right.
1: We're in the fourth quarter. It's a two minute morning. <laughs> two minute warning. No, but seriously, um you know, like like I when I uh practice, okay. You practice? <laughs>
0: I do, I do. Good for you man
1: well so like uh and you were saying before how guys would practice like so so often and so much yeah and this is something that i i've always wondered you know did i did i not was i did i not graduate to a you know to a, a higher level because i didn't practice enough or i didn't have enough discipline well, what was the reason? I think I think you know what I mean. Or do I just not not it's have never, the talent? It's never one or the other. It's 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 it's, it's, yeah. it's never the one or the other. That, it's that, not right. There's a lot not. of factors, right? Yeah. Because I, I've heard athletes say similar things. um, You know, because there's a lot of talented athletes yeah. that, you know, don't make it to the pros, yeah. right? And. And why don't they make it the pros? Is it because they didn't work hard enough? Or is it because they weren't in the right place at the right time? Or It's or, a combination of a lot of it is a, things. It is, it's like, like they r-
0: said, like Michael Phelps, his body was just built for swimming. Jesus. Yeah, what are you do? you yes. can't do that. You can't practice that. You know right. what I mean? Like that kind right. of thing. Right. And sometimes physiologically, you're not meant to do something. Or you are, I
1: guess. I yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so we're going to wrap this okay, up. Okay, wrap it up. Frankie. Buddy.
0: John, it was a pleasure. Yeah, man. Absolute pleasure. Yeah. And uh, I I, I don't know, I think we're supposed to say like and subscribe (laughs) (laughs) or leave your comments below, but nothing bad. And we'll see you in the next one. Thanks for listening.